the icons of real estate podcast. Are you ready to learn the proven money-making secrets from top producing icon agents? Ready to skyrocket your business? This podcast is for you. Tune in every week with your host, Tomasz Fonseca, and find out how to implement proven strategies to 10 times your business. From $3 million to $30 million in just 12 months. Brought to you by the Masters in Real Estate Marketing, Arter SEO. Hello, guys, and welcome to another episode of the Icons of Real Estate podcast. With us today, we have Anna Abate Marco. She is a four times icon agent known as the transparent agent and the top realtor in Chester County. She runs her own team in eXpert Realty in an environment that prioritizes the team's core values, which is designing to have the client in mind at all times. And of course, a four times icon agent has always a reserved ticket to the Icons of Real Estate podcast. Welcome to the show, Anna. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. And I can hear you pronounce my last name over and over again all day long. It was absolutely <laughs> perfect. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I, I, try, I, did, I did try my best. <laughs> but it's a beautiful name as well. So it, it, it deserves to be pronounced correctly. <laughs> thank you. So Anna, let's start with your uh, real estate journey. Uh, spare no details. Sure. Um, where it all began. <laughs> so... Um, my husband and I, with our boys, uh, at the time they were in fifth and seventh grade, uh, we were living in New Jersey. We're originally from New York, and he was um, relocated here to the lovely state of Pennsylvania. Uh, we knew nothing about Pennsylvania. Uh, if you're from New York, you actually think everyone is Amish in the state of Pennsylvania, <laughs> which is not the case, by the way. And so he was being relocated here a little more than 10 years ago. And um, when we got here, you know, I had my license in New York, but never sold real estate. I was actually in the, the mortgage industry. And then when we moved to New Jersey, I bothered to get my license again, thinking I might sell real estate and I did not. And at that time I was a housing counseling uh, supervisor for a HUD agency. And then we moved here with no job. And I thought, well, let's try again. Let's get this real estate license and actually sell homes. Uh, however, I knew no one. I didn't know how to get to my kid's school. I uh, had absolutely no friends. And with the boys being in fifth and seventh grade, play dates were over. So mm -hmm. there wasn't a way to really connect. Yet I somehow figured it out and uh, became a realtor a few months after we moved here and started selling real estate as an independent agent. And I will say, so grateful to have made that decision back when, at a time when a lot of agents, and I want to share this for those newer agents in the industry, uh, they're often told when you're new, you should join a team. And while I have a team and I appreciate and love what we've created and, and what has grown here in less in about a decade now, um, I would encourage every new realtor to start independent. Maybe you'll join a team at some point, maybe you'll need that, and maybe you offer value to that team. Yet, I think self-discovery is so important. And, and because I did start as an independent agent, um, I think I just had a better beginning because of who I am at the core. And that from a disc profile standpoint, I really would not have been a good team member. Mm -hmm. um, I'm more 
beat to my own drum kind of person. And, uh, you know, it probably wouldn't have been a good fit. And I definitely learned a lot more this way than having joined a team and allowed for them to do things for me. I had to figure out a lot. So that was really wonderful. Uh, this is my 10th year in real estate. I've been with eXp for three and a half years now. Um, I wish I knew about it sooner. <laughs> However, um, being in the state of Pennsylvania, I will say I was one of the first, uh, you know, higher producing agents who joined uh, in the state. And three and a half years ago, eXp was not a name here in the state of Pennsylvania. And so it was a lot of risk, um, a lot of uncertainty, not so much risk because I knew as a, as a realtor, as a business owner, that people work with people who they know, like, and trust. So I wasn't necessarily concerned that I wouldn't be able to get the business, but um, just the uncertainty of eXp not having a name here in Pennsylvania certainly was, you know, a little anxiety ridden. But nonetheless, uh, so grateful, not only that I am here, um, the only regret I have is that I wish I knew about it sooner. <laughs> yeah, that's what everyone says, right? <laughs> and, and yeah, but it's very interesting. What doesn't everyone say is your perspective on a new agents starting out uh, solo and independent, because most, most of the people, of course, they're also interested in having uh, more people in their team. So they say, oh, you should join a team. You should join my team. You know, so it's, so it's very interesting that, uh, that you say this for an agent to start solo. Like the main reason that you say it is, is it because so for them to learn by themselves? Is that it? No, is it? not for that. No, not at all, actually. I, I encourage agents to start as independent agents, not at all to learn by themselves because there is great mentorship here, uh, but to learn more about themselves, who they are at the core, what assistance or services, tools, training do they need and what do they bring to the team? So I have a small team Uh, yet I had a much larger team. So I've learned this from experience, right? And I, I wound up dismantling my team a few years ago and only bringing back certain agents and staying small um, because at some point as a team leader, you come to find out that having these massive teams is a lot like running a daycare center. And that wasn't my vision, right? And so if there is not a value add on both sides, if I can't offer something of value to my team member and they can't offer something of value in return, then what are we really doing? So I look at our team more like a law firm, right? Of partners, of associates, of specialties, right? That there are agents on the team who specialize in fix and flips or specialize in new construction or working with seniors or first-time home buyers. And that collaboration of like-minded realtors that are also experienced, I find just brings a, a whole different dynamic, right? Um, yet in the three and a half years that I've been with the company, I do have about 250 agents that have joined under me but they're not all on my team, right? And so we offer different things to different agents 
and we meet them where they're at. But you'll not know, are you the type of agent who not only can be independent and successful, but do you have it at the core to actually be a team leader, right? And if you do, well then you being on a team, especially a team where some teams don't even allow you to list homes, right? You have to give that to the team leader and get like a referral fee or something. Well, you're, you're actually stunting your growth because you're not learning that and you're not experiencing that. And so some teams actually can handicap you from actually growing your own business. Yeah, I can see, I can see where you're going with this then. And I can see that also that you're very transparent, transparent and maybe that's why you get the name of it. <laughs> like at, at, what, at what time did you uh, brand yourself or someone branded you as the transparent angel? Is there a story behind it? Um, you know, I've always heard that I speak my mind or I have no filter. I jokingly say growing up in Brooklyn, um, they do take your filter out by kindergarten. So, you know, we just as, as a culture or, um, you know, it's kind of a known thing that being a New York person that you tend to be aggressive, but I, I shy away from that word. I like to think that I'm assertive, right? Mm -hmm. And I think they're very different. And yet people who aren't that way tend to see you as aggressive. So I, I find that you know to be negative and that's not who I am at the core, but I understand that people see me that way. Um, and then I started doing uh, rooms in Clubhouse. I don't know if you're familiar with Clubhouse. Yes, it's of course. Social and uh, I actually run a club there, the Transparent Agent. Um, because I was hearing it so often, like, my gosh, you are so transparent. Is there anything you won't say? And I'm like, <laughs> no, if I'm, I don't have that five second delay when it's in your brain. And when you think before it comes out, I just say whatever it is that I believe at the core. And I'm the same way with clients. I'm the same way with agents. And apparently I'm the same way on social media. And so you know, sometimes it might get me in trouble, <laughs> but I don't have regrets because I, there's a, there's a beauty of coming to an age where you can speak your truth, whatever that is. Right. And so, you know, to me, it's worth it. And to me, it means that you come to a place in your life where you don't fear loss. Right. I don't, I guess one of, one of the things is what I've recognized about me. And this was from day one in real estate. So 10 years ago, when I started uh, selling homes, whether I'm on a listing appointment or working with a new buyer, I never feared or had the thought, what if they don't use me? Right. Mm -hmm. What if they go with someone else? I actually had the thought, thank God they met me, <laughs> right? Um, because I totally, I completely understand their problem. I know what the solution is and I'm going to be able to help. Yet, if there was a situation where I'd meet someone and I thought, I'm not their person, right? This actually isn't a piece of business that makes sense for us to be in relationship. I would tell that client that before they have ever even had to. 
um, because what I'm not willing to do is overpromise and underdeliver. But I knew that from day one. And so while my production is great and the volume, you know, all that's lovely, and I, I can, you know, market that and say, hey, look, you know, top this and top that. Yet the thing I'm most proud of in the 10 years that I've been doing this is I've never had an expired listing, right? I've taken expired listings, but I refuse to take business that I cannot actually do the job that I was called to do. So I much rather walk away from it in the beginning than to disappoint later. Nice. That's Just where it came from. Be transparent. <laughs> and yeah, and you can be transparent here uh we're all uh with no judgment and uh, open arms and uh, just uh, with eager to to learn new things <laughs> and uh, and yeah and you seem to be working in a in a very uh small uh centric like geographic area right and like what does that mean for your listings in comparison to maybe other agents that work with broader and uh, larger areas yes Actually, we serve quite a large area, we, my team, yet I started as the Chester County agent. In fact, when I first started, my very first coach had said to me, you have to learn this whole area. You have to go where the business is. And I thought, okay, A, I'm, I'm not from here. I'm still using GPS to get to my kid's school, right? And, uh, some days I don't even know how to get out of my neighborhood. Wait, was I supposed to turn left? Right. I literally was dropped here in the state of Pennsylvania and we didn't have a clue. So the idea that you want me to go all the way here and over there, I don't know those areas. And real estate is not just brick and mortar. You have to know the neighborhoods. You have to know the difference between this and that. You have to understand why two homes in the same neighborhood, uh, almost identical, that one is selling for $100,000 less and why, right? So I personally think that when you work with clients who are out of your local market or a knowledgeable market, because maybe you grew up in that market 45 minutes away and now you're over here. So certainly you know that market. If you don't know that market, I, I personally feel you have no business serving that client, right? So what did I know? I knew Downingtown School District. We moved here. We looked at 20, 30 homes. We picked one. Um, you know, our kids went to school here. We lived here. And it was the only market that I knew. So initially, it wasn't even all of the county. It was only that school district. And my coach thought I was crazy. Right. You have to be willing to go where the money is. And I thought there's really a lot of people here in Downingtown School District. I'm pretty <laughs> sure if I just attract them, right, mm -hmm. that I will have plenty of business. And it turned out I was right. <laughs> so um, I focused primarily on uh, Downingtown School District and then opened up to other school districts in my surrounding area. And even when it comes to all of Chester County, I have agents on my team. Who, sell, who are, you know, more service-based and experienced in Southern Chester County, right? So I'll even refer that client to them or I'll partner with them on this particular client because I am not of the mindset that I'm going to fake it till I make it. Um, mm -hmm. I'm not a believer of that. And um, 
you know, I'll partner with agents. I just listed a home in, in Maniunk in Philly. Again, when you ask me about the city, I still think you're talking about Manhattan, right? <laughs> I always see that as the number, you know, the first and foremost city. Uh, <laughs> you can't take that out of a, a girl from New York, right? Uh, but nonetheless, so my point is, I, I'm not well experienced and well versed in Philly. And so why I took the listing, the only listings that I currently do are referral based. And, um, and because one of my agents is very much experienced in, in Manny Young specifically. So I partnered with him to take that listing. I will not practice on a client. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and do you see, do you see yourself more than as a, as a leasing agent or, or a buyer's agent? Yeah, I, I've actually, um, I don't want to say stopped working with buyers, but I transitioned from working only with sellers in the last five years. However, I did just put a buyer under contract <laughs> this week. And so once in a blue moon, I'll work with a buyer. But again, it, it's, it's just specific to what they need and if I'm the right person for them. I have agents on my team who... Honestly, if my own sister was moving here, I would have that agent work with my sister. I love my sister, so it's not like I'm pointing her off. Um, she is quite difficult, though. <laughs> Although, what I'm getting at there is when I think of my sister, her personality and her needs, I immediately think of Stacy, who's on my team, Stacy Morrison, her patience, right? Her experience and her ability to stay on task and provide someone like my sister what she needs. I actually, when I meet with a new client that wants me to sell their home and they're also going to buy, I truly in my heart believe Stacy's the better person for them on the buy side. She's better at it than I am. So, you know, when, when you're fortunate to have hired people on your team that you truly see as an equal, then it's not about handing them off. It's about, again, using the law firm as the analogy. If you came in to me, you know, for a divorce and I specialize in estate planning, would I be the right attorney for you in your divorce? It's not my expertise, right? But if, if Cheryl, you know, that's all she does all day, every day is divorces, would I not be serving you at the best ability by introducing you to my partner who specializes in that? So it's kind of where the, the thought came from is sticking to what I know. Um, when it comes to listings, if it's not my area, partnering with one of my agents who that is their area, but what do I know? I know how to list homes. I know how to market them, right? I know how to prepare them before market. I know how to negotiate them. I may not know that town. And if I have an agent that, that is experienced, then it's as simple as just bringing on that associate to help with it. Mm -hmm. And yeah, and it's amazing that you can refer uh, to someone not only based on the locality, but also based in their, their personality, right? Like, uh, like you say, oh yeah, my sister, she would do good with Stacy. Like, like, how big is your team? Do you know all their, all their personalities? <laughs> Actually, yes. Um, before you join the team, you do. Um, I do have you do a disc assessment. Oh, nice. Although, quite honestly, at this point, I don't need you to. 
Um, I can, you know, tell you're just in, in a few minutes of, of talking with you. And, and if you have my disc personality, then there's no value in doing it because, um, well, I'd like to say that I'm quite persuasive, but I, I would say that my personality, my disc profile is one that can also manipulate uh, a mm -hmm. disc assessment. So there's really no sense in taking one. <laughs> but um, nonetheless, I, I do, yes, I'm very aware of my agent's strengths and weaknesses for that matter. And I think placing people, because for me, it's not about getting the listing, it's about getting the relationship. So if I started off with someone who's of one personality profile and a client that I know completely, they're gonna be just constantly butting heads, then what relationship did I actually create? And, and what referral business will, will come from that? Nothing. So it actually doesn't make sense to do it that way. Yeah. Nice. And uh, so yeah, if you really get to know your team, like you can get like make the right referrals at the right time. So you, you can then like grow from there. Sure. My team is like family. I mean, you know, yes, absolutely. I think matching is uh, important. Nice. And uh, about the listings, which is what uh, is your genius and what you focus more on, uh, what, what is your strategy to, to get more listings? To get more listings, I don't have a strategy. If I'm being really honest, at this point, um, last year I did 50 listings and 100% of them were referral based. So there, for me personally, there isn't so much a strategy on how to get more. For me, it has been consistently on serving the client's needs and creating a raving fan. Um, as much as I shared that I would walk away from business if I couldn't, you know, accomplish what it was that the client wanted, I would also walk away from business if I didn't see that this was a good working relationship. Uh, and it's almost self-serving because my expectation or what I know to be true through years and experience is that the more I impress and win that relationship with this particular client, the more business that comes from that piece of business. So if I stay true to that and consistent, well, then I'll always be in business, right? So at this point, I don't, you know, it's been a, a few years now, I would say about three years that I don't lead generate, actively lead generate, um, because business is always there. It's the relationships. There's some relationships that I have that provide repeat business, right? And so my focus is that relationship and making sure that we are in good relationship consistently and always, and that will create the predictability in this unpredictable market. So I know it's not the answer you're looking for. <laughs> it um, is, it is. I'm looking for transparency. It's like, oh, what okay. is your strategy? I don't have a strategy. <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> that's an answer as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess so. And I wanted to talk as well that because uh, I saw something on your Instagram that uh, you were like on a mission to end teen homeless, and I just like it was very intriguing and incredible. Do you wanna do you wanna share the project with us? Sure, I would love to. Thank you for asking. Uh, so I became an ambassador for the Covenant House, which is a homeless shelter for teens and young adults, and it's it's not just a shelter and. 
Um, I don't know what I thought five years ago when I initially um, volunteered, which initially what it was is realtors who would sleep outside um, in the parking lot, right? <laughs> in the cold, it's always in November. It's always around my oldest son's birthday. And um, why would we do this? To raise awareness that this is a problem. And of course, money to help them fund this uh, the nonprofit organization. There's about 30 something shelters in the States, um, generally, you know, within a uh, major city. So Philly, I've slept at the one in Philly, at the one in Manhattan. During COVID, we've done it here at my house, which is scarier than sleeping in the parking lot in Philly. Um, we've got lots of animals in the backyard. We're on, you know, seven acres. So you don't know what'll come out. But, um, but the point is, is that I may have thought, I did think actually initially, um, okay, so, so what is this? These are like runaways, right? These are bad kids and, and they've been kicked out of their home or what have you. Cause I'm thinking of my own kids at that time when I started, they were teenagers as well. And I thought, well, uh, you know, this will be a good resource because at least one of my two boys, I'm probably going to want to kick out of the house at some point, at least I'll have somewhere to go. And so it was such a, I'm embarrassed to admit like what little that I knew and understood of the actual problems here in this area, because, you know, when you live in an affluent area and you, you go about your life and you, you do what you do, and then you're stopped in your tracks and you immediately have a different perspective. So when we do the sleep out, we actually get to meet some of the kids who live there um, and the people who run it and they explain how it actually came to be. And it was quite emotional that first time and continues to be um, having met some of these kids. One in particular, uh, he found himself there, his mom, died of a massive heart attack when he was 18 years old and he was living with her and her boyfriend at the time. And of course, once mom died, the boyfriend found no use for him and kicked him out. He in particular st stuck with me because I too lost my mom when I was 18. She died of a massive heart attack. It was the hardest thing I ever went through yet what I didn't have to consider was where was I going to sleep, right? I had family, I had community, I had all the things that you would hope in this country every young adult has. And when you realize that they don't, when you realize how many of them are there because they're victims of sex trafficking or their parents are actually drug abusers or they were born into homelessness, or the foster care system failed them, right? It's, I don't know, there's just a level that I, I can't in good conscience enjoy what we've created, what our kids have, when every kid doesn't have that. And, and what I love about the Covenant House is it's not just a handout, right? You don't just throw money at a problem and hope to the, for the best. I actually believe that in my lifetime, that I'm going to uh, be able to, with partners, with other ambassadors across the country, realtors uh, specifically, that we're, we're going to end teenage homelessness in this country, one home sale at a time. I genuinely believe that with the wealth in real estate 
and the experience and knowledge and resources that we have that we can actually correct this issue. And so the Covenant House has a, an 18 month program. So when these kids come in, um, they actually go through, aside from shelter and food and you know all the things right that one would require, there's also training and mentorship and education, schooling, right? And, and all the things that they need to actually be successful young adults that by the time they graduate out, they have a, a full-time job, a checking account, and a one-year lease to an apartment. So there's actually, so their business model, I find, I understand, right? What do you need? How can I help? If I can't answer that question in a, in a business relationship, if I don't understand how I can create the solution for your problem, then I don't know that that's business that I want. And I see the Covenant House is the same way. This is the problem. We understand the solution and we understand doing it in this way that it will produce a positive outcome and success at the end. And so I am so appreciative that you asked about it because I, I genuinely want to attract other realtors that are like-minded, that recognize that they can be part of the solution. And I would love to hear from those agents specifically, um, but they'd have to be willing to sleep outside as well. We raise mm -hmm. money throughout the year, but that's one particular fundraiser that we do uh, to bring more awareness and such. And, uh, and I gotta tell you, these kids are amazing. And many of them uh, come back and volunteer at the Covenant House and become mentors themselves. Nice. So it's really a, a wonderful, wonderful program. Nice. I'm, I'm also glad that I asked this question because it's, it's really, really incredible on uh, what you're doing and what your organization is doing. And if someone, if a realtor right now is listening and he wants to uh, get to know more about the project, can they, can they reach, reach to you? Is that it? Absolutely. The easiest way to reach me is Anna10k.com. It's A-N-N-A-10K.com. Um, that's my digital card. And on there, there's tabs on there specifically about the Covenant House. And they can certainly reach out and learn more about it. They can make a donation from my card. Uh, they actually, if you purchase your own digital card, the company that I purchased my digital card from 10K, they... Um, It's also like a revenue thing, uh, mm -hmm. kind of like EXP. And so when someone purchases their own card, you would make 20% and that 20% goes to the Covenant House. Nice, amazing, yeah. amazing. And, uh, and yeah, tell me, Anna, like, where'd you go from here? And uh, what are our goals? Let's, let's talk 2022 and then let's talk maybe a bit longer than that. That is the million dollar question. And it's funny because, you know, now you'll see my eyes will go that way and I'm not more <laughs> like, I don't know where I'm going. Um, because it's, it's, I've always known, you know, year over year, I've always had a plan. At the end of each year, I've always created the new vision for next year, the goal, right? The volume never meant, it was never about money. It was always about how that would be life-changing. And somewhere around the fifth year or so, whatever I thought was so incredibly 
large of a vision in the first year, I realized it wasn't, and it wasn't, this isn't what it's all about. And then year over year, some years I stayed stagnant because I couldn't identify exactly what it was, the why of it all, right? Some years were powerful. And, and I do vision boards every year. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it really is telling because in the years that they were very powerful, those years were incredible right? What it's just unstoppable. So, so this is what I'll say. I, I like money as much as the next person. Um, but it certainly doesn't get me out of bed in the morning. Right. To me, there's, I believe money will always come. I believe I'll, I'll always do a good enough job to always, you know, have what I need financially. Uh, but there's gotta be a greater purpose. And so what I'm toying with is the idea of actually transitioning out of sales uh, because I've now built the infrastructure to do that, yet I don't know exactly why. I do think that my experience with the Covenant House and the philanthropy part of things and what have you, but I'm unclear yet as to what it's truly all about. Right. So it's no longer about money. And again, it's, I'm not saying, you know, I'm no mother Teresa, but um, it's bigger than me. It's bigger than that. And it still hasn't completely shown itself. So I don't know exactly uh, what it will be, but I will say it's going to be damn exciting. And, uh, you know, even just being asked about it or when I get to think about it, uh, it can bring me to tears, right? Because I understand, you know, in, in my years and, and all, there was a decade of which I was a stay-at-home mom and we were paycheck to paycheck. And, and those were the best years of my life. You know, like I got to be home with my boys and, and raise them and be there for everything. And now I'm in this world and, you know, as a business owner, my boy, and now we're empty nesters, right? And it's like so different and, and sure, there's a lot more financial wealth, uh, but success without fulfillment is the ultimate failure, right? So if I know that to be true, the fulfillment part is what I focus on more now. And it used to be about building a business and now it's about building a legacy. So, so I'm not a hundred percent clear on what's next, but I do know that the nonprofit part of things is definitely a big part of it. Yeah. But it seems that you're clear with your unclearness, you know, like, you know, where you're going, you just, you, <laughs> yeah. can't, you, you can't put words to it. I'm you, aware. You, I don't have a map. <laughs> yes. You know, I'm very aware. You know where you're going. <laughs> and you know, when it, when I was asking, when I do, when I ask this question, uh, like where are your goals, where you go from here, it, and I leave it to the interpretation of of the guests. You know, you can either talk about numbers, like volume sold, agents attracted, or you can say as you like your your plans, your uh, fulfillment plans. You know, so that, that's that's perfect. I think you're going on the right path. <laughs> Much appreciated. Okay, so, uh, and I think you already told us how we can reach you right at anna10k.com. 
-hmm. if anyone wants to know about more about the, the NGO or want to get in touch with Anna to know how to get uh, listings in the Chester County. <laughs> uh, feel free to do that. And, and yeah, I appreciate you coming on board on the Icons of Real Estate podcast uh, to share a few, a few nuggets with us. I'm, uh, I'm really happy with it and uh, I hope you are as well. I am, thank you. I really appreciate it. It's been fun. Perfect. And, uh, and yeah, and have yourself a great day, Anna. Thank you. Thank you, you too. Thank you.